Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yidehem. Today's Shi'ud has been studied in honor of Hilfon ben Regina Malka and Mazal Bat Esther, dedicated by Anonymous. Today's Daf is being studied in the Ailun Nishmat Acham Baruch Rafael ben Miriam and Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem, Tanihem began Eden, Amen. We are beginning on Chavgimal Amudbet. And we are exactly ten lines from the bottom of the Amud. And the Gemara says, Karpef shehu yoter mi bet satayim shehu kaf ledira. You have a karpef, you have an open area that is more than bet satayim. However, it is ukaf ledira. It was walled for dwelling purposes. And therefore, as we know in the Hadaka, if it's for dwelling purposes or for usage, there is no problem if it is more than Betzah time. It is permissible to carry in such an area. Uh, the walls do facilitate carrying. However, what happened in this case, the says, Nizra Rubo, if subsequently you planted in that area and the majority of the area now has plants. So what's the problem? Now it's not for dwelling anymore. You don't dwell in a place where there is uh, plants. And therefore, Vasud. And therefore it loses its status. And now since it's more than Bet Satayim, it is going to be Asus. So it started off, but it changed. Once you planted the majority of it, it loses that status. Rashi. So that nullifies the usage of dwelling. Because people don't live in a field with plants in it. And now it turns into a garden. So it's a suit to carry. Now that she says, you can't even carry in the non-planted area. Why? Because it becomes nullified to the majority. Since the majority is non-usable anymore, and therefore even in the minority where you can walk around and live there and use it, it becomes nullified. You cannot carry anywhere. Keeping one finger on the she we go back to the Gemara. Nata Rubo if let's say you planted trees in the majority of the field, as opposed to plants, you planted trees, we consider the whole field like a courtyard, and it is still permissible. Why are trees different? When he plants trees, he did not nullify his dwelling. Why? It is common that you go sit under the trees to get shade. So therefore you didn't nullify your usage of the field. Even though the majority now is trees, it is okay to carry in that area that is more than Bet Satayim. So now the Gemara makes a diuk and implication. Nizra Rubo, you told me that when is it no good when you plant the majority? So Rav Huna, in the name of Rabbi Yoshua, comes along and says, Lo amaran ela yoter mi Which means, when do we say it's no good and you can't carry it all? That's only when the majority is more than bet satayim. Which means, you have two things here. You planted majority, and the majority of that field is more than Betzatayim, aval. Betzatayim, mutar. But if the planted area is Betzatayim, so then it still would be permissible to carry on both sides. Rashi, aval. <coughs> Actually, we read the Rashi, ela. Then it's a problem. Why? 
Because that area now has the status of a karmi, because we know the rule that any karpif that is not for dwelling purposes, more than betzatayim, you cannot carry. The karpef yoter mi betzatayim shelo kafle dira karmeriti. Now the she'enu nizra. Now the other side of it that was not planted, havi hatzer pirutzab bimloal lekarmerit. We learned early in the Masechet that when you have a hatzer, let's say a courtyard that's opened up to an area that you cannot carry into. So it itself becomes a suit to carry in itself. So therefore, the non-planted area, even though it's, let's say, dwellable, but still, since it's opened wide open into the non-dwelling area, so therefore it's considered a hatser, that it's parutz lemakom she'en metaltelin, so it itself becomes forbidden as a result of that. Hachamin didn't want you carrying in the hatser, lest you come to carry from there into the other side of the karpev. So therefore the Gemara says, if the side of the plantings is more than betzatayim, the whole field becomes as soon as we explained. Continue Rashi, aval betzatayim, if let's say the planted area is betzatayim, debelav dira shari, which means I don't need a dira on that side. That's my uh, maximum. I can go have a karpef, shalom kafle dira, up to betzatayim, and I'm okay. Shari ban pen nafsheh. It's good on its own right. You have a technical problem. Even though you have two areas now, you have a karpef area, that's the area where you have your plants, and the open area is called a hatzer. Now, technically, they are both considered the shutiyahids. However, we have issues here, because the rabbis do not allow you to carry from one Rishut Yahid to another Rishut Yahid. So you still are going to have a problem to carry in these areas, because they are open to each other. So therefore, as she says, Havi They're open to each other, She'en There is no wall between them. lo they are not forbidden to each other. Why? Because first of all, they belong to one owner, the Rabbi Shimoni. And we're following the Tanar Rabbi Shimon that we learned in Masechet Shabbat, the Amar, Reshut Karpef Vehatser, Lo Asreha Adadeh, Afilu Yishilbet Ba'alebatim. Which is Rabbi Shimon has a shita, which we're going to read now in the Gemara. Let's say you have an item, that was in a Hatser from before Shabbat. Hatser is a private domain. Now, can you move that item from a Hatser to a Karpef? He says yes. So long as you never went to the Shut Rabim, you could take the item that was in the Hatser, go to a Karpef, go to a roof, go back to the Hatser. You can carry in all private domains from one to the other as long as the item was in one of those private domains from before Shabbat. Now, according to Rabbi Shimon, there would be no problem in this case as well to carry. Why? Because let's say the planted area is Bet Satayim. That is considered a Karpef. But it has the measurement of Bet Satayim, so you're okay. The other side is considered a Hatser. Okay, Hatser you can carry. Problem is, they're open to each other and they're considered two separate domains, albeit two separate Rishut Yahid domains, but they are two separate domains, and the rabbis don't allow to carry from one Rishut Yahid to another Rishut unless you make Edubin and etc. However, if we say that this is going like Nabi Shimon, we have no problem, because Nabi Shimon allows you to carry from one private domain, a Karpef, to a Hatser, and the Gemara says that. Kiman, who is this going like? Rabbi Shimon. It is going like Rabbi Shimon. Ditnan, we have a Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Echad Ganot. Whether it's private gardens. I'm sorry, Ganot, Gagot, better. That's why I explained it earlier. Roofs. Bechad Chaserot, or you have courtyards. Bechad Kerfifiyot, those are the open areas that are walled. Reshut Echaten, they're all considered one Reshut. Lekelim Sheshavtu Betokhan. But only for the kelim that were in the, one of those domains from before Shabbat. Ve'lo le kelim she'shavtu betocha bayin. 
However, not for killing that were in one of the houses before. Because you can't go on Shabbat and take something out of the house, then go from the Karpev to the Hatser to the Gag. But if it's in one of those domains, for example, it's in the Gag, it's on the Gag, you can go to any of those three, so long as you're not going to an Ishut Tanabim, obviously. But what do you see, Kotlebishimon? You can go from one domain to the other domain. So therefore, this opinion, based on the way we're learning, will follow Rabbi Shimon. So the Gemara says, Ul Rabbi Shimon. So the Rabbi Shimon, according to Rabbi Shimon, also Kevan Dinizla Rubo. Since you're telling me that the majority of the field was planted, now you tell me that the majority was Bet Satay, but it's still the majority of the, the entire field. That minority of non-planted areas should not be considered its own domain, like a, like a, like a separate chatzid. It should be overtaken by the majority. And therefore, if we look at it as if it's annexed to the rov. Once you annex it to the rov, you have now more than betzatayim. If you have more than betzatayim, shalom kafedira, you can't carry anywhere. Which is even according to the Shimon. I mean, the question is, why are you considering it two separate areas? The rov area of betzatayim, karpef, and then the non-planted area, said, Why don't you say that since the rov is planted area, it overtakes the non-planted area, meaning we look at it as if it's an extension to it, and therefore you don't have betzatayim anymore. Now you have more than betzatayim, that is not ukaf ledira, therefore you shouldn't be allowed to carry at all. Rashi, first, wi- first line, v'havi lekarpef yoten mi betzatayim, v'afalgav de ukaf ledira, hashuv kelo ukaf ledira. Which is even though that area, let's say, is livable in it, it's considered low kafladira, the avi kuno gina. Because Pablo, we consider it all garden will be gina lomani kafladira. And the garden over there, it's not gonna help you with kafladira, because bottom line, there's all plants over there. So therefore, the Ma'ase, the Gemara says, this cannot be according to the Bishamon. So now the Gemara has to readjust how to learn the case of the karpef with the seeds, with the plants. Second line of the Gemara, Ela'i itmar, achi itmar. If you want to learn the statements, learn it like this. Again, we go back to Navuna. The statement was, if you have rov zir'onim, right? If, if you have the majority of zir'onim, of uh, plants, nizra'rubo, Already we learned earlier that what does Rubo mean? Only when it's more than Betzatayim. But if it's Betzatayim, it is okay. So now we're going to change that uh, statement. And the Gemara says, Which means, we're going to say like this, it's a problem if it's Rubo. Implying that if the minority of the field is planted, then it'll be mutar. Which we're not, we're not making the implication on the majority now. Now we're discussing the minority. Meaning if it's majority, you're out. Because why? Once you have majority planted, it overtakes the other side. It's considered totally hukaf more than satan. You can't carry on the other side. So which side are we discussing now? The mi'ut side. Meaning, if it's minority planted, mutar. What, what, is, what is minority considered? So the Gemara says now, Yeah, when do we say if the minority is planted, it's okay? That's only if it's not betzatayim. Meaning, it's less than betzatayim. Why is it less than betzatayim? Rashi. It's not considered a separate entity. Less than Betzatayim is not considered its own entity. Therefore, it's part of the uh, big area. Therefore, it's considered one big Hatzir. However, But if it would be Betzatayim, meaning it's minority, but it's betzatayim, it is asur. Why does she? Abal betzatayim, nikra karpef, shelo kaf ledira. 
Now, let's say, hypothetically, if this area was alone, so it's Bet Satayim, look after that, should be okay. Kibet Satayim, lo mitzar. Hachad de niflatz lechatzer, since this case it's open to a hatzer. Correct? Because the other side is not planted. The hatzer niflatzalo. And the hatzer is open to it. And we're going to take the opinion of the rabbis that say, when you have two domains, a hatzer and a karpef, they're osir each other since they opened up to each other. Therefore, you cannot carry from one to another. And the Gemara says, Keman Kirabaran. That's following the Nebaran's opinion. Meaning, according to this version, we did, if it's majority planted, it's, you're out. Because if it's majority planted, it's considered the whole field now, one big garden, and therefore it's more than Betzatayim, and you cannot carry inside. So what's the discussion here? If the minority is planted, oh, minority is planted, how much is minority? So the Gibraltar says, even minority only if it's less than Betzatayim. Why? Because less than Bet Sadaim doesn't have its own entity. It's not considered a makom hashuv. Therefore, we can consider it what? All hatzer. It's all one hatzer. A part of it has some plants in it, but it's one. So you can carry. However, if the part that's planted, again, we're talking about it's only minority, but it's Bet Sadaim, now it's considered an important entity. I'm going to call that a karpef. So you have a karpef on one side. The non planted is called a hatzer. And we're going to go according to the rabbi's opinion that say what? You can't go from karpev to hasid, and that's the shita. So this uh, this way, you know, you can carry. You can't carry from either one, nor can you carry in each one individually, because they're open to each other and they're osed each other as well. But that's the second way of learning the statement. Comes the Gemara and says. He learned the statements to the lenient side, meaning, which means he also learned the heter side, meaning that if the minority is planted, it is going to be mutar. Now, Ravuna came and said on that statement, according to this version, Ravuna is saying, when is it mutar? Even if it is betzatayim, it is okay. Aval yoter mi betzatayim, asur. Keman kerebishavon. Which means like this. According to this version again, if it's majority, you can't carry. Majority planted, it's considered all one field, more than betzatayim, you have no options. We're discussing now the minority. But in the minority that's planted, we're going to learn it as follows. That even the minority, if it is Betzatayim, it is Mutar. Why? Because since it's Betzatayim, you can carry in a Betzatayim Shalokat Fadira. So you have a Karpef, Shalokat Fadira on one side, a Hatser on the other side, and we're going to take the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, that says you can carry from Karpef to Hatzer. But if it's more than Betzatayim, so now we're ready. No, it's the minority, but still it's more than Betzatayim, meaning if it stood alone, it would be uh, Asu, because it's uh, it's more than the Shirut. So therefore, even though now it's in part of a Hatzer, which open up to a is going to be Asu. Let's read that inside. Lekula. I'm going to read that inside now. Rashi Lekula. The Afilu Hamirut Bet Satayim. Even if the minority is Bet Satayim. The Mikri Karpef. It's called the Karpef. Kevan de Be'an Pen Nafshe Since on its own it would be permissible. Hashtanam Shari. So it's permissible now. I get open to a Haser. Velo Asre Ahadade. It's not going to oser one area to the other. Which is, for sure, if there was walls, let's say, between the Hatser and the Karpev, uh, you can carry from one area to the other. Meaning, even though it's open to each other, 
they're not assuming these domains to each other because the Rabbi holds you can carry from one domain to the other. However, right? If it's more than betzatayim, so now that area is karpev shalu Rabbi Shimon only allows you to carry from karpev to the gag to the hatzer, but he allows that you carry from a karmelit. So therefore now your Hatzir is opened up to an area that it's forbidden to it. And therefore both sides are going to become Asur. Now, those are basically the opinions of the Sugya. We are going to review the opinions that we just learned. Basically, are three ways to learn here. Version number one. The Gemara is telling us you have a karpef. If you have zira'im in the karpef, so then already it is a uh, problem, because they can't live in a place where there is zira'im. However, if you have ilanot, it's okay. No matter what the size is, we're talking about it's more than Betzah time, the whole field. Because people go live in the, uh, or you sit under the trees, there's usage. Alright? So the Gemara start off in the first version. The Gemara says, Nizra' Rubo. But what if the majority of the area was planted? So to that, the Gemara said in the first version, Nizra' Rubo, Hareu Kigina, Ve'asur. Good? So it's Asur. Now we want to know what is Rubo. What is Rubo? How much is the majority? Any, any majority? So to that, the first version the Gemara says, it's only where it's more than Betzatai. If the Rub is more than Betzatai, then you have a problem. Because now it's more, it's Ukafledira, no Ukafledira, more than Betzatai. This air becomes a Karmelit. Therefore it's Osir, both sides. But if it is, Betzatayim, even though it's the majority. But if it's Betzatayim, this is a Kanpef, this is a Haser, a Bishamon, you can go from one to the other. To that, the Gemara says, impossible. And this is a conclusion, by the way. The Gemara says, impossible. If it's majority Nizra, it's going to be Asur according to everybody, and that is the Maskara, by the way. Which means always when it's majority planted, it is Asur because it's considered Batel. The good side, the area that's not planted is Batel to the other side. If it's considered one big Gan, more than Betzatayim, Asur. And like I said, that is a Maskana. So now the Gemara has two other ways of learning. The Gemara says, you're right. Forget about the side of Rov. If it's Rov Nizra, it's Asur. No question. I don't care Betzatayim, more than Betzatayim. Let's go on the Mi'ut side. Ah, if it's Mi'ut Nizra, Mutar. Right, it's an implication. Rov nizra asur, mi'ut nizra mutar. Oh, so let's go on the mi'ut side. How much mi'ut will still be considered mutar? So the first version says less than betzatayim. It's got to be less than betzatayim. However, if it is betzatayim, it's going to be asur according to the rabbis. Why? Because Betzatayim, even though the Chaurat, Betzatayim, Betzatayim is technically permissible. But that area is now called the Karpif. And the area that's not planted is called a Hatzir. And the rabbis forbid carrying from a Karpif to a Hatzir. However, if it is less than Betzatayim, that's why it's not called a Karpif. It's considered all one big Hatzir if was Mutar. Good? That's way number two. Way number three comes along and says... Yes, we're still discussing mi'ut. But you know what? Even if the mi'ut is betzatayim, it is still going to be permissible. What do you mean? If it's betzatayim, it's called the karpef. It's opened up to a haser. It's going like Rabbi Shimon. When Rabbi Shimon allows the carry from a haser to a karpef, and subsequently the other way also. But if it's more than betzatayim, that area becomes a karmelit. Karmelit, they're ready to a haser. You cannot carry. So maybe those are the three ways of learning the sugya. And the Gemara continues. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Abimi, Dehu Shehatsuyin Etztablaot. She's now we're discussing the trees, the trees that you told me that are in this karpef. 
that do not take it out of the status of hukaf ledira, but they have to be planted in rows. Which means when you have rows of trees, it's comfortable for a person to sit under them. He says, that doesn't matter how they're planted. Even if they're planted a zigzag, bottom line, since you go into the field to sit under the trees, you don't have to have them uh, perfectly in rows. So again, the mahlukah is do the trees have to be istablaot, meaning in rows or not. Mor Yehuda ikla' Rabhuna bar Yehuda. And that tells a story. Mor Yehuda found himself in the house of Ravuna Bar Yehuda. Hazanu lehanehu delo avidi etstablaot. He saw a karpef where they had trees. It was more than betzatayim, and he saw the kametaltele they were carrying, even though the trees were not put in rows. Begavayu in them. Amar le lo saval lamor lehad avimi. You don't hold like Avimi that says they have to be in rows in order to carry? I hold like Rav You don't have to have them in rows. And therefore you see from the story, that even though they're not in rows, since people do sit under the trees regardless, it is considered hukaf. And now we have another statement of Rav Nachman regarding a karpef. Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Shemuel. Karpef. Yoter mi betzatayim Shelo hukaf ledira Kesad hu oseh Here we have a problem You have a karpef It was walled shelo ledira Not for usage And it was more than betzatayim You can't carry in that area That area is considered a karmelit So the Gemara wants to know How do you fix it? Which means is there a way to fix now, of course, if you knock down all the walls and you go build it again with intention to dwell in it, uh, that's an obvious way to fix. It. But the Gemara wants: Is there another way you could make an adjustment to an area that was low hukaf ledira, more than betzat time, and turn it into hukaf ledira? So the Gemara says: Poretz bo yoter mi eser vegodro umaamido al eser umutar. So the Gemara gives a solution. We learned that any breach in a wall that's more than 10 amot is not considered anymore an entrance. A breach more than 10 amot breaks the walls. So therefore the Gemara says, go to one of the sides, make a breach more than 10 amot, and then rebuild it. Now it's considered, you built it again from scratch. Now the second time you're putting up the wall, your kavanah is what? Fadira. Now we know it's more than betzatayim, you're okay. So the Gemara found the way out. We don't have to disassemble or destroy the whole uh, field, the whole walls, I should say. It's enough to make a breach more than tanamot, and you're okay. Good? So comes the Gemara and says, Ibayilu. The Gemara has a question. Paratz ama vegadar ama. Paratz ama vegadra. <laughs> what if you do one amah at a time? You break an amah of wall, you fix it. You break an amah of wall, you fix it. So basically at the end of the day, you have a new wall of ten, more than ten amot. But it didn't happen at the same time. So the Gibbon I want to say, does it have to happen simultaneously when you make a breach more than ten? Or do you say bottom line... There's more than 10 amot here of new wall at the end of the day. So therefore I go, I go quite to the end. So that's the Gemara's question. Which, you're right, you never had a pizza more than 10, but bottom line, at the end, I have now a wall that was not here. I have more than 10 amot of new wall. So how do you look at it? That's the Gemara's question. So comes the Gemara and says, that's the two sides. Why we Rashi? Rashi says, "Alchishlimo liyoter me'ayeser mi amrina kevan velo parat yud bebatachat." Since you didn't breach it in one shot, velo gadar bebatat, you didn't fix it in one shot. Lo avya ekef bezu l'shem dira. That's not considered making a ekef l'shem dira. Odelma kevan daash tami avya hidush la ekef yoter me'ayeser. Bottom line, you do have more than ten of new walls. 
then Hashiva Kif Lashem Dira. I could say collectively it's considered Kif Lashem Dira. That is the Sheila of the Gemara. The Gemara is not going to answer it directly. It's going to answer it from a different case. Amar le lav hainu ditnan. Isn't uh, this like we learned in the Mishnah regarding the vessels of Bale Batim? Let's review. We have a keli. Okay? Let's say you have a wooden keli. A wooden keli, let's say, becomes Tameh. The only way to get the Tumah off, or one of the ways is, you break it. If it breaks, so now already the Tumah is out. For example, for that matter, you have a keli hairis. Also, the only way to purify keli hairis is you have to Break it. Shaviratan zui taratan. The question is like this. Let's say you had a kidney that was tameh. But what happened? Got a hole in it. How big of a hole is the keli to be considered broken that the tum'ah will go off? If you have a pinhole? No, a pinhole, yeah, you'll still use it. How about the size of an olive? Well, the size of an olive, you use it for bigger fruit. So the Gemara wants to know what, what's considered a hole in the keli that already you're not going to use the keli anymore, and therefore it's considered broken, and therefore the tumah goes off. So the Gemara says, "Kol keli ba'le batim." When it comes to ba'le batim, meaning uh, private uh, people that have kelim, shiuram kerimonim. The shiur is a kerimon. But once you have a hole the size of a pomegranate, the guy's not using this keli anymore. Which is the size of an olive, he'll use. For bigger items. Anymore and already he's not putting uh, cantaloupes in there. Therefore, the keli is tahor. Uba'e hiskiyah. So hiskiyah had a question. Nikav kemotzi zayit v'satmo v'hazar v'nikav kemotzi zayit v'satmo ad sheshlimo lemotzi rimon mahu. Same question, right? You had a hole in it the size of an olive, you patched it. Another hole the size of an olive, you patched it. Till altogether now, you have now the size of an imon that's patched. So how do you look at it? Do you say, well, it didn't happen at one time? Or do you say, no, now it's a new keli. Bottom line, you have a new wall over here the size of an imon. It's not the same keli that got tameh. It's considered panim hadashot of it. It's considered a new keli. So that was Hiskiyah's question regarding... The kelim of Ba'le Batim. Does the Yirimon have to breach in one shot? Or can you collectively mitztaref? In the same place? No, different place. No, same place, no. You have to have a kezayit over here, and then a kezayit next to it, and then a kezayit next to it. But you repair it one kezayit at a time. So collectively, you're right, at the end of the day, you have a new side of the keli that's the size of Yirimon that you fixed. So do you say, bottom line right now, it's a different keli. I have a rimon or more of new keli fixed. But I say, no, no, no. Bottom line, happened little at a time. doesn't work. That was Hizkiyah's question. The Amar Rebbe Yohanan. So Rebbe Yohanan answered the question. He says, Rebbe Shinta Lanu. He says, Rebbe uh, explained this to us. Well, actually, Rebbe like, is my teacher. Okay, which means he was telling him, you once told this to us. Now, he didn't say it explicitly, because otherwise Hizkiyah would have remembered it, but he told him something else regarding another halakha, and Rebbe Yohanan said, Rabbi, from what you told us, why well, can infer that I the answer to your question? Now, what's the case? This is a case we also had in Masech and Shabbat. Sandal. And a sandal, a shoe. Now, let's discuss the laws of a zav for again. A zav, or a zava, those are people that are tameh, they had a, a certain uh, a, an emission from their body, that makes them tameh. They are considered abatumah. Whatever they step on is called midras, it also becomes abatumah. Well, that's the hidush of a zav. Whatever they sit on, that's called Mishkab Azav. Or whatever, I'm sorry, that's called Moshav Azav. You have Mishkab Azav, and you have Midras Azav. What they step on becomes Tameh Av. So now, the shoe of Azav, obviously, is also going to be considered Avatumah. So the Sheila is like this. How do you get the Tumah off? Well, if the shoe now is not considered a shoe anymore, so it doesn't have the status of Midras, so the Tumah is going to... Go off. So what makes a shoe not a shoe anymore to get the midras off of it? Sandal. One of the loops of the shoe 
on the sun, the shoes, in those days, and the side, you had like a, a loop. Either they put the strap through it, or you would hold on to it when you would put the shoe on. So it served the, it served the shoe. So it's called a uh, oznav, one of its ears, literally. Yeah? So one of them fell off, and you fixed it. Tameh midras. Uh, the shoe is still considered a shoe. That's not enough to make the shoe non-usable. Nifsekashiniya. Ah, but if the second one fell off, vitikna, and you fixed it, tahor minamidras. Now it's considered not a shoe anymore, and therefore it is tahor minamidras from the avatuma. Aval tamim magam midras. Now, side point. The Gemara says, but it'll be tamim magam midras. What is magam midras? Anything that a zav, or anything that a midras touches, also becomes tamim. Meaning, if a if the shoe, which is a midras, touch something, it makes it a dishon. Avatoa makes it a dishon. Correct? It goes one notch down. Now, true, to make a midras, it has to be a shoe. It has to be something that's designated for stepping on. When the second strap breaks, and we'll see why this is true, the Gemara says the midras now falls off of it. But what? The shoe is touching itself. And therefore it's as if a midras touched the shoe. So therefore the shoe will become a rishon. Again, it doesn't have the status of midras because to be midras it has to be something that's designated for walking or stepping on. It's got to be considered a shoe. Once the second strap breaks, tahor mina midras. But, it's as if a midras touched it. The shoe is a midras before that point, right? So as the strap is coming off, Right, as it's dangling, it's touching the shoe. So it's as if a midras touches the shoe, so that becomes magat midras. To become tamim magat midras doesn't have to be designated for stepping. Anything, if uh, anything gets touched by a midras, it becomes a, a rishon. In any event, the Gemara asked the obvious question. And you said, Why when the first one breaks, you told me it's still a shoe? Because you have the second strap there. So then, <laughs> the second strap breaks, you still have the first one, which means oh, one oh, only one is broken at all times. So why should it be? The first one breaks, I mean, it's still a shoe. Okay, good. Second one breaks, now the implication, we well, understand what you, the second one broke, the first one you fixed. So therefore, bottom line, you have one there. Why should the, the, the shoe become uh, Taor? So the Gemara says, And you know what you answered us, Rabbi? You told us bottom line, now you have two new straps here. Which means when the first one broke and you fixed it, it's basically the same shoe. However, once the second one, so you repaired it with a new loop, okay? Basically it's the same shoe. Once the second loop breaks and you put a new one there, now you got two new loops. This is not the same shoe that got down there. Even though it did not happen simultaneously, even though it happened at separate times, what do you learn from here? That collectively, bottom line, we look at the result. Bottom line, is this, is this the shoot that became Tamim Adras? No! Two loops fell off at separate times. But bottom line, we consider that Tamim Hadashot. So, uh, Rabbi Yohanan tells his rabbi, Tamim Hadashot so say the same thing by the pomegranate hole in the keli. Panim hadashot ba'udekan. Which means, it broke originally the olive side, then a little more, then a little more, but you fixed it as it was uh, breaking. Bottom line, it's not the same keli. So he wanted to make a correlation between something he learned from Hezkiah. When Hezkiah heard this, he was very impressed by the Yohanan. He said, he called about his student, let den bar inash. This is not a human being, this person. <laughs> Meaning that Yohanan is a malach. He is indeed an angel. This is not human to make such a, a, a hadush. It's unbelievable. Ika de amri, or some say, kegon den bar And some say, you know, he meant to say, what he said was, no, indeed this is a human being. Which means, this is what a person is supposed to be, which means he used his mind for such things. That getting back to our question, that answers our question by the, by the uh, karpef, that originally was not hukafledi, that was more than bit satay, so we want to know how to fix it. So one option was we just said, breach it in one shot, more than ten, more than fix it again. 
So the Gemara wants to know, could you do it one amount of time and fix it? Based on what we're learning from these cases over here, you can. It's considered panim hadashot. Bottom line, at the end of the day, collectively you have more than 10 amot of new wall. So therefore it is going to be considered um, uh, fixed. Now with the new intention for Dira, and therefore you will have no problem. Comes the Gemara, move further. Amarav Kana, Rav Kana taught Rehaba She'achore Habatim. A Rehaba would be, let's say, a, a back lot. Okay, that's what they call it. That's behind the homes, but it's not. Uh, open to the homes which means it's like a karpef area that's really not hukaf nedira en metaltelin bo ela bedal ramot so you can only carry in it up to four amot because it has a din of a karmelit and what's the din of a karmelit you only get up to four amot which means basically you have an area that's low hukaf nedira it's more than bet satayim Oh. Okay, and therefore the regular law, you only get to four amot like a karmelit. Even less, maybe. No, if it's less than, if it's yeah. better time or less, no, then it's hukafli. Okay, yeah, it's a karpef shlokafli. That's okay. Again, this is a back lot behind the house. Okay, basically it's not for any purpose. I guess they don't use it. So the Gemara says they don't use it for any uh, function. So you have a problem. It's more than better time. Low kafli dira. You only have four amot. Ve'amad of Nachman. Im patach lo petach mutar letaltel bekulo. So he came along and said, but if you opened a gate, let's say from the house, a door, to give you access from the house to the lehaba, uh, so then already it's mutar. So what's the assumption? Because that means he's using it. So therefore we consider it a sukaf nedira, which is if there's accessibility from the guy's house into this area. No problem. Therefore, sukaf ledira, and therefore you can even be more than betzatayim. So the Gemara says to this. Again, b'amar of Ramadan, in patach lo petach mutalatat lo bechulo, petach matiro. The Hadush is what that the petach is matirit. Velo amaran ela shepatach velebesof hukaf. Which means now we have a problem here. Because when you made this wall, it was not for Dira purposes. Mm-hmm. Now, you open the door of the house now to this area. Bottom line, since the walls were made, Shalom Dira, even though you change the usage now, doesn't matter. The walls have to be made Lidira. So you have a problem now. So the Gemara says, well, if the door of the house is open into it, you're okay. Yeah, but that's only when. So the Gemara says, That's only when the door to the house was open into it, then you put the walls. Because then the walls were made originally for Dira. No. Which means, if you were hukaf, if you walled it, right? And then you opened the house to it, no good. Even though right now it's for dwelling, but since it's the time that you built it, it wasn't for dwelling, it's no good. Which is, we're learning a very important hadush now in hukaf the dira. It's, exactly. It's not enough that it's, that it's now for dira. It has to be hukaf the dira. At the time that you put the, the, the bricks around the wall, it has to be with intention for dira. It cannot happen ex post facto. It can happen retroactively. Which is, you can't put up the, open the door to the house and say, alright, now I'm turning it to dira. No. If the door was open from the house to the area, then you put up the walls, then it's fine. So the Gemara says, Patah will be peshita. That's obvious. If you have a petah, right? And then you build the walls. It's obvious that you should be able to carry in that area because that's considered hukaf. Ledira. Gemara says, Ah, Hadush. Lotzericha diit be bedare. We're talking about in that enclosed area, you had a, a threshing, uh, threshing floor. What was the threshing floor? It's called bedare. They would use that to take the wheat when they want to take it out of the uh, the kernels out of the wheat. They bang it on the floor. They let the animals, uh, you know, walk on them and thresh them. So that area originally had a bedare. So what? 
מהו דתמה אדרתא דבי דרי עבדה. I would have thought לשי Let's read that she two line, uh, two lines on the line. Lot sericha deit be bedare goren achar abayit. You had a goren. You had this uh, granary area. Kodem hekef archaba before you walled it. It was there. Mau detemarashi adarta de bedare patre velav adarte lehakif sham rehaba, which means I would have thought. That maybe when you put the walls up, maybe the reason why you put the walls up was not for dwelling purposes. Maybe the reason why you put the wall up is just to cover the granary area. To get to the granary granary area. But let's see exactly how he learns it. Then the Gebara says to this, Kamash Ma'lan. So basically the Gebara is saying like this, If the Petah was there first, and then you op- you built the walls, you're okay. Gibbara says, Pshita. Gibbara, no, we're talking about a case where before you had the walls there, you had a bedare, you had the granary there. So I would have thought that even though you have a petah, and then you put the walls up, I would say that doesn't prove that you're going to use it. You just built the, uh, the, the, the you let your door open up to it to get access to the bedare. And therefore maybe it's considered not hukaf, nadira, kamash ma'la, no. When you build it, and you have a, 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 a doorway open up to that back, Backyard area, the assumption is you're using it for dira, meaning you're going to use it for things. And therefore, since the petah came first, and then you were makifid, it is indeed mutar, even if it is more than bet satayim. To see the pictures for the last cases that we discussed with the backyard, whether the door is open to it or not, Look in your picture books at picture number 140 where you see the door is not open to the uh, rehava, and 141 where you see the petah is indeed opened. And the Gemara continues. If you have an area that was walled more than bet satayim for dwelling purposes, which is okay, <coughs> however the area became filled with water. Savura banan lememar. The rabbis thought to say kizraim damu veasir. The water has a status of uh, plants, and just like we said, if you have majority of plants, since it's not uh, usable anymore, you can't reside inside and have a function. <coughs> so therefore, it's considered lo ledira, and therefore, since it's more than betzatayim, it should not be able to carry inside. So they want to say that water has the same status. You can't use a place that has water, and therefore, since it's more than betzatayim, you would not be allowed to carry in that enclosed area. Amar this is what we said the name of Rabba. He said that water has the status of trees, and therefore it is permissible. Why? This is only talking about where they are usable. Rashi says, Lishtiya. Meaning if it's drinkable water, Rashi's language is, <coughs> There is no better usage of an area where you're going to go and use it to drink water. And therefore, he says, just like by the trees, even though it's more than bits at times, since people go in and sit under the tree and use them, therefore it's okay. So too, when you have drinkable water, it'll be permissible to go in and carry in that area. So the water is not like Zira'im. Kemara says, But of course, if it's not drinkable, for example, murky, dirty waters, so then already it would not be permissible because it is more than Betzatayim. Mm-hmm. So Rabashe comes along and adds another stipulation. Even if it's as a usage, If you don't have more than 10 tefahim deep over a span of more than betzatayim. Meaning, when you have water that is 10 tefahim deep, it becomes its own entity of water. It's not considered anymore like a puddle that's batel to the karka, to the ground. And therefore he wants to say, if you have 
ten tefachim deep of water in a span of more than betzatayim, so that already is considered non-residential or non-usable, I should say, area, and therefore you cannot carry. If it's less than betzatayim, it's okay. More than betzatayim, obviously, is going to be asur. So comes the Gemara and says, "Velav miltahi." The Gemara concludes that it is not so. Meaning, even if it is deep the whole way through, since it's still drinkable, it is okay. And the Gemara compares it to a case of fruit. Midi dehavya akarya depire. That is as analogous to a case of a pile of fruit. Meaning, Rashi tells us, let's say you have an area that has ten tefachim piled of fruit, more than betzatayim, and it's walled. Since you can go in there and eat the fruit, I don't care if it's ten tefachim off the ground and it's considered, let's say, its own entity, but not patil to the karka. Bottom line, since you can use it by going in and eating from the fruit, so too ten tefachim deep of water. Even if it's in a span of more than betzatayim, you can go in there and drink the water. Therefore, he holds it's considered mutar to carry, because it's still considered hukaf ledira. Comes again, and continues with a new there was a certain back lot meaning a lot that is in the back of homes for example it was in the city that was called Pumnahara one side of the lot was opened up to a mavui one side was opened up to a passageway or road on the side of that was on the that on its side had vineyards and the and the uh, road of keramim came to an end by a river. Now, we can see this in the picture books, um, picture number 142. You have your Rehaba, right in the middle, that you have your um, lot. It is more than Betzatayim. Mm-hmm. It is not Hukaf Ledira. So this area for sure is forbidden to carry. You have a Mavuy on one side, you see the homes in the alleyway. And on the other side you have a Shvil. Shvil Keramim it's called. That's a road that um, opens up into vineyards that are on the side of it. In the back of it, you have Gudad Nahara. Uh, we're going to learn that it is at least 10 Tefahim high or deep, and that makes it a wall. So therefore the water on the outside is considered a wall. Now the problem is, since both these areas are opened up to an area that is forbidden to carry... So therefore, you're not allowed to carry in either of those respective domains individually. Right? You cannot carry in the Shvi'il, nor can you carry in the Mavu, because they're both opened up into the Rehaba. So we're going to have to discuss now, how do you fix it? So that she tells us, we don't have the uh, um, luxury to knock down walls. Because we learned in the earlier Gemara that if you knock down more than 10 amot of walls and rebuild them, so then already it's considered you uh, um, have now made it to kafle dira. For example, let's say you want to change your intention, meaning you want now to use this area over here for dwelling space or for usage. Having the walls there is not enough because the walls were originally put up so somehow you have to break the walls. Rashid tells us we're talking about a wall of stone. And therefore it's too difficult to break the walls. So now we have to figure out another option. How are we going to make the Rehavah permissible? And once we make the Rehavah permissible, then automatically the other areas also become permissible as well. So the Gemara now says, Amar Na'avid. What are we going to do? How are we going to make the adjustment to matir all three areas. <laughs> so the Gemara says, option number one, <laughs> let us place a wall of reeds on the side, on top of the water. Meaning, go to the road that's on the side of the, that has the keramim on the side of it, go to the back of it where the water is, and put reeds on the top of that area, right above the water, you know, on the ground of course above the water, and what is that going to help us? What that's going to do basically is, is make the Rehava as an extension to the Shvil. By putting this new wall up, so this wall now has enclosed not only the Shvil, 
but it has enclosed the rehava, and now, since the intention at the time is for dira, so now you put up a new wall as part of the rehava, meaning it's as if you put it in the rehava, this wall, by placing it at the end of it, because since the shvil opens up to the rehava and goes all the way back, so therefore that would be a, uh, a legal adjustment. So the Gemara says, no. In Osim Mechisa al Gabe Mechisa. The water, as we learned earlier, is considered already a Mechisa. It's a wall already. So you can't add a wall on top of a wall. Which means it's there already. Which is, if it wasn't there and you're adding something from scratch, that's another story. However, over here, the wall is there. And since again, all this started, just adding another wall on top of all is not going to, not going to work. So the guy says, fine. So the Gemara says, fine. Why don't you put a surata petah at the opening of the shvil that opens up into the lechaba? Uh, Meaning, this shvil area, you have basically two walls on both sides. You have a third wall in the back. Now, the reason why you can't carry in this area is because it's opened up to the rehaba. And the rule is anything that's opened up into an area that's asud, so it's asud itself. However, there is a way to matir the shvil. If you put a surat petah at the end of it, so now already you see a hekir between the shvil and the rehaba, so the surat petah will make the shvil okay. And then we'll use a migu and we'll say, since already the surat petah works to matir the shvil, so I'll say it also will serve as a new wall for the rehavah. Normally, to make a new wall, it has to be ten amot or more. But here, since it is considered a wall for something, meaning it does have viability for the shvil, so I'll say it also is considered a viable for the rehaba, and therefore it's like you made a new wall and therefore it should be okay, no, the hadush is even if it's less than 10 since it's a wall for the shvil I can say it's a wall for that side which means if it, if it wasn't a wall for anything you're right, it would not work for the rehaba. but once already it does something for the shvil it does uh, affect so they say, you know what? Migu, that it works for this, it works for that. The Gemara says, that will not work as well. Why? Now, the camels obviously got to go through the shvil to get to the water. It's a very narrow path, the shvil. So the concern is, this surat peta is going to get knocked down by the camels. And the rule is that any surat peta that cannot withstand normal winds, for example, is not considered a surat peta. It's going to fall. This is automatic. The camels are going to knock it down. So this is not an option as well. So the Gemara says, El amara Fine. Go and instead of putting a surat peta, go to picture 145 and place a lehi at the end. Now what do you gain by placing a lehi at the end? Lehi is considered like a wall. It'll adjust the shvil. Now, it, once we adjust the shvil, we'll say it also is considered an adjustment for the rehaba. It's like a wall now for the rehaba, which is now hukaf dira. And I'm not worried about camels because since it's very narrow, like we learned, the lehi shiur can be even a kol shiur. So therefore, I'm not worried about the camels knocking it down. So the Gemara says, "Demiku demahanya l'shvil shil keramim." Since it can work for the shvil shil keramim, mahane name lechava. It will work too as well for the lechava. So Amar le Rava, Rava comes along and says, "No deal. Why?" The people are going to say like this. The only reason why this lehi works is because basically you have three walls. You have the two side walls of the shvil and you have the back water. Now, not everybody sees the water. And not everybody knows that you have water back there as the third wall. So they're just going to see keramim. And the normal configuration of Kiramim with the Shvil is it's two walls and it's open on both sides. They're going to see a Lehi on one side. They're going to say, look at that. All you need to adjust a Shvil Shil Kiramim is a Lehi. And they're not going to realize that there is a water behind it. So therefore, 
Maybe the Kedavim is blocking it, or however the reason is, maybe they don't walk all the way back there. The point is, since they're not going to know, they're going to come to Matirit in a Shvil Shel Kedavim Da'alma, in a place of two. And therefore, that is not going to work as well. That's the, 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 the No, no, just one. At this point, we're saying just the lechi. This is not going to be good as well. So the Gemara says, Ela Amar Avdina le lechi lefetad de mata. So he says, go the other way. Go now. That's picture one forty six exactly. Go to the mavui area and make a surata petach at the end of the mavui. Now, of course, once you make a surata petach for the mavui, the mavui now becomes permissible to carry because now you have three walls you have the, 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 you're making a I'm sorry I take it back make a lehi that's the side post to the uh, door of the uh, to the mavui once I say that the lehi serves as a wall for the mata uh, for the mavui and therefore, it'll work for the Rahaba as well. Meaning, it can be considered a wall. Therefore, it's like a new wall and Wuzukaf, Lidira. So the Gemara says, let's just read the Rashi. Rashi says, Demigu de Mahari le Mata, le Taltel be Mavui. Right? You'll allow you to carry in the Mavui, the Amrina, the Perekama, Sartayam Mikan. Right? You have a road on one side, Ubekam Mikan. And you have a uh, bekan on the other side. Or says surat the petach mikan, velehi o kora mikan. Vahachina mele abedu berosha mabuya patur shutrim surat the petach vailehi de letzadar habashari le. So that she tells us clearly that you are doing both. You need on the side of the shut rabim a surat petach because this is really a mavui mifulash. It is opened up on both sides. So therefore, you put a. Surat al-Petah to the side of the Rishut al-Abim And a lehi on the side that's opened up into the Rehava And I'll say, once already the lehi is matir me to carry In the Mavui itself So it'll serve as a wall for the uh, Rehava Now the Rehava becomes uh, permissible as well So comes the Gemara and says Hilkach therefore Tiltuleh b'matagufa Shari Carrying in the Mavui itself is permissible Rashi which means even if you wanted to say that the Rehava is forbidden to the Mavui and the Mavui to the Rehava, but each one can be considered its own domain. And you have a door amongst them, which means you might not be able to carry from one to the other, but now each uh, domain is <laughs> permissible to carry on its own, in its own. Mm. So comes Gemaran says, Hilkach, gufa shari, gufa shari. And also carrying in the Rehava itself would be permissible. Nematal Rehava. But what about going from one to the other? Meaning going to the Mavui to the Rehava or the Rehava to the... But that already is subject to a Mahloket between the Rehava and Rehava. We don't know who said what, but we just know one said Mutar and one said Asur. Had Asar, Vehad Share. Now what's the logic? So the Gemara says... Man de share, the one that says it is permissible, deha leka diurim. Because you don't have dwellers. That's she, top line. The let bad diurim. She asru al bene mavui. Nobody's uh, actually uh, living, let's say, in the rehava. That it's going to Osei, when you have two Haserot, so we see you can't carry from one Haser to the other because the residents in this are Osei, the, 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 the domain of the other, and the other, uh, there's Osei the others as well. But here you have a Mavui opened up to a Rehava, that she says, she The Rehava becomes an extension of the Mavui. Now, regarding the Beneshvil. Now, the Shvil, you have a problem. 
on the other side. Because the other side, you can't fix it. You can't fix it because you can't put a uh, a a, uh, um, a well. You can't put a. Uh, what do you want to fix it from? Go slow. According to the side of Shvil, you would not be able to put an adjustment to carry in the Shvil. Why? You can't put a Lehi because they have a Gezerah that they might come to put a Lehi in a, in a regular Shvil. So the Shvil is no way you're going to be allowed to carry. Now, that's opened up into the into the Rehava. So that she says, because now basically you have a Mavui Rehava, which is one area, that's open to an area that is Asur to it. So the Gemara says, We're going to treat it as a big Hatser that's opened up into a small Hatser, like we learned earlier, and we're going to learn later on as well. The Gedola Muteret. It's permissible to carry the Gedola. Uktana Asura. Because the Gabedi Gedola, you do have what we call the Pitsimin, which is on the side of the Gedola. You have like the side posts that are coming out of it. And therefore, the Gedola is permissible. Ketana Asura. Ushvil But you can't fix the Shvil. You can't put a lay. So therefore the shvil is asuma. We treat the shvil as hatser ketana. That's opened up to now hatser gedola. Hatser gedola muteret. Hatser ketana asura. So therefore we have a mahlok. One rabbi is going to say that by putting the surat apet at the end of the mavui and putting the lehi at the beginning of the mavui where it meets with the rehava so therefore we're going to consider exactly the whole rehava and the mavui becomes an extension to the uh, to the mavui because there's no diurim over there mm-hmm. so therefore it's considered all one hatsir gedola that's opened up to hatsir gedola true you cannot carry in the hatsir ketana but it's not going to say the hatsir gedola uman de'asar and the opinion that says it's asur zimnin da'avi ba diurim ve'ate which is he makes a gezerah but sometimes you might have uh, diurim people that are going to be in the in the back lot over there in the rahava and if that's the case so now you have two areas of people dwelling uh, and therefore it's like two hatserot that then they're open to each other so you're not allowed to carry from one to the other so therefore he makes a gezerah that you might have a situation as such so conclusion in the case of the Rehava that has the Mavui on one side and the Shvil on the other side, the way to fix it, again, it was more than Bet Satayim, there was no Kafladira. The way to fix it is not by breaking down stone walls, which is uh, not possible. The way is to put a Surat Peta on one side of the Mavui, put a Lehi at the other side of the Mavui. It becomes now uh, one area, like she says. And therefore, it's like a, in itself you can carry in both areas. The shvil you can't carry in itself, mm-hmm. because there's no way to adjust that. Nor is the shvil going to oser the rehava that it's opened up into, because we say the, the shvil is considered like a hatser ketana, that's opened up into a hatser gedola. However, there's a shita that says still it's going to be asur. Why? Meaning asur what? To go from rehava to mavui. But each one individually is mutar, because again your mavui has adjustments, and your rehava now also has that lehi that can serve as a, an adjustment for it. However, you can't go from one to the other, lest you have Diurin in the Rehaba and the Diurin are Osir one area to the other.